Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. I am wearing this year's school apparel. My package arrived earlier today, so I can wear it for you guys and debut it on, uh, on this episode of the podcast. If you didn't get yours, 
Unfortunately, it was a limited edition. That's okay. There'll likely be another one in six months. Make sure you guys keep your eyes out so you can you can uh, tune in and be there for the uh, the next school apparel that is available. So I digress. Let's get into this week's food for thought. As we do, we are coming upon one of my favorite days of the year. One of my, my two favorite days of the year. Coming up this Sunday, we have Challenge of Champions 52, which is kind of crazy to, uh, to to be thinking about. Um, Challenge of Champions for the Uninitiated is our biannual Tiger Shulman's Tournament. Basically, it's an in-house tournament. So all of our uh, students from all the different locations, from across the span of Tiger Shulman's, they are... Uh, if they choose to compete, they are bracketed out based on their experience level, their rank and so forth, their age, their weight, um, and and so forth. And then they're competing in jiu-jitsu and in kickboxing. And it's an awesome, awesome day. Um, obviously, I would say this because I'm part of the tournament, but it's also based on my experience as well, having been a part of a lot of outside of tournaments as well, having taken my kids to, you know, other such like jiu-jitsu tournaments and stuff like that. There aren't really like kickboxing tournaments uh, around too, too much, but there is quite a bit of jiu-jitsu tournaments out there. And um, it's funny, earlier today we had our, our meeting uh, for the st- – for the staff, our second such meeting for the ring staff and, and the judges and such, just to review what we need to go over before the tournament and make sure everybody's brushed up on everything that they need to be. And uh, Sensei Julio Arce was talking about one of the one of the um, tournaments that's kind of big name, and they talk about what an absolute mess it is and how you know they kind of bounce around and things and things are also to mess. He goes, "Yeah, you pay one hundred and twenty-five dollars for a mess," and uh, I find that to be a very apt description. All those other tournaments, so. We are a very big tournament, uh, like 1,600 competitors or so for this December tournament, and December is usually our smaller tournament. And, um, you know, 27 rings are going to be going at once, uh, divisions all day long, competitors as young as five, uh, as old, I couldn't even tell you what the oldest competitor is, but definitely competitors that are quite old. We have a special needs division, which my student Catalina is in yet again. Um, but nonetheless, it's a tremendous event. It's a tremendous undertaking. I can't imagine all the planning that goes into it behind the scenes and so forth and how much that headquarters does in order to make sure that we get the best chance out there for all of our students uh, to be able to get their absolute best, the best tournament experience. Right? And, you know, not just what happens at the event because what happens at the event obviously is huge but all the logistics of making sure that there's enough divisions to you know uh, one of the things that plagued us for years is you know we broke ranks up a certain way in the divisions where you know we'd have you know this belt to this belt and the spans are rather big and you know this age and this weight and you know some of these brackets there's there's over 32 kids in a division that you know there's there's six you know when it comes to brackets you can have as little as two um and then it, it branches out you know two next up is three then four then eight then 16 then 32 then 64. i have held brackets you said had 64 competitors on them and those divisions went on for hours so you'd have your first match and then it would be over an hour before you compete again and it was 
terrible. I can't imagine how awful it was for those kids. My divisions were never quite that big, but nonetheless, um, we've really refined the process over the years to where now it's rare we get a division bigger than 16. So that way, the, the competition experience is much it's much more fulfilling for kids. There's a lot less of the hurry up and wait and so forth. Um, and this is one of the many things that I love about today. I really just wanted to talk today about why I love the tournament, why I continue to send my kids to the tournament, and why it is that I recommend as many people as possible do the Challenge Champions tournament. And I guess the first place to start would be why someone should compete in general. And to me, the biggest answer to that question is fear. You should compete because of fear. And that's, that's tremendous, right? Because in life, you are going to feel fear all the time. There's going to be so many things that you do in life that make you afraid, whether it's giving that big talk in front of the office, whether it's giving a book report in front of this class, whether you're a kid and you're standing up to a bully, when you're entering a new school for the first time, when you're trying a new sport, when you're getting up to bat, when you know it's, there's two outs and there's three runners on, the, on base and you're down by two runs. Like There's all these different scenarios that you're going to face fear in life, not the least of which would be an actual like getting jump self-defense situation. And you want to be so at home with fear that fear is not a factor, right? Joe Rogan always used to say it at the end of fear factor, fear is not a factor for you. Well, we want to make sure that fear isn't a factor for us. And the surest way to make sure that fear is not a factor for us is to continually face fear to do it over and over and over and over again. And the more that we can face fear in a very fear-inducing environment, the better. Because what makes something like a tournament so fear-inducing? It's not necessarily the, the jiu-jitsu or the kickboxing, because if you're a student who trains martial arts regularly, you're doing that you know, day in, day out, week in, week out. You're, you're, you're going, you're competing man-to-man -man with other people, you're just doing it all the time. That shouldn't make you that nervous, right? If I pulled your class, like, are you going to grapple? Up? Like, like, you're just going to do it because if you're going to grapple or kickbox somebody, you know you're going to do it every week. It's not that scary of a thing. Sure, it may not. It's not going to be somebody you know. It's not going to be in the school that you know. It's not going to be with the instructor that you know. So all of those things create a big factor for sure. But then there's the biggest factor: the date on the calendar, right? Because Sure. Will there be fear if a kid is jumped in the hallway? Absolutely, there'll be fear. Without a shadow of a doubt, there'll be fear. However, there, it's not going to be the kind of fear that will cause that person to lose sleep, right? Think about it. If, if you had to defend yourself tomorrow, like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone jumps out, you have to defend yourself. No warning, no context. Yeah, there's fear, but you're not ruminating over it for weeks and weeks and weeks beforehand. It's not like there's an appointment on your calendar, like, hey, uh, that mugger's coming Wednesday at three o'clock, and uh, you know it's going to be at this place. Make sure that you're there so the mugger can be there. Uh, it's not like it happens like that, because if it did, for weeks and weeks and weeks looking up to it, 
you'd be mulling it over, you'd be ruminating about it, you'd be feeling so anxious about it. And what that does to you psychologically, the way it beats you up psychologically, and the fear that it presents is such a great learning experience because it stacks things so high on your shoulders. It builds the pressure so dramatically, which is huge. It's enormous. And that's where success really lies, right? Because in life, the people who get crushed under pressure are the people who never really succeed in the face of it, who have a hard time exceeding past expectations, who just, you know, kind of meet them. The people who are able to consistently exceed expectations to find new levels that even they didn't know they could are the people who handle pressure exceptionally well. There's that old expression that a diamond is just a piece of coal that handled pressure exceptionally well. True, definitely the case, without a doubt. Right? And now, something like a tournament is such a great pressure cooker because for all that time, you're training for it, you, you've got it in your mind, but it's also a little bit of fear in the back of your head the entire time that you're thinking about, that you're considering, that you're wondering about. And every time you're thinking, mm, maybe I'll miss class today, you're thinking about that tournament, right? Or, oh, maybe I want to eat this junk. Even, mm, you're thinking about that tournament. And that happens day in and day out. So the pressure builds over time. And that's the first huge aspect of why competition is such a big deal because of you learning to deal with the pressure. And then you get to see, you know, real life, real time, exactly what you would do in the face of that pressure when that fear gets there. Because again, you put all this work in, you put all this time in, the day is gonna come. And when it does, you have a real chance to see how all of your hard work pays off, how you rise to the fear on that occasion. And that kind of piggybacks a little bit into the second reason I think competition is such a good experience. It gives us another goal to train for. When we're always training for a very long-term goal, it's very difficult for us to maintain motivation. Right? Think about it. If they just took school and instead of breaking it down into 13 grades like they do to get from kindergarten through high school, well, if all you're thinking about is the first day of kindergarten is I got to get to the end of high school, that's a really long way away. But instead, if you break it up in intermediate steps, it's a lot easier to swallow. And the same is true when it comes to goals. If the only goal that you're training for is to get yourself to like eventually be a black belt or something like that, or to get to a high level of skill or proficiency, all of those things, they're a long distance away. But a tournament is 10 weeks away. And it gives you something in the, in the, the near-sighted distance for you to be able to chase, something for you to be able to work on. And that is enormous. Having that gives you such a sense of well-being. It gives you such a sense of the ability to push yourself. It, the, the example I always give is no human being ever exercises harder or more consistently in their life than leading up to their wedding. Because you are going to take pictures that are going to last forever, that are going to be posted around your house for forever on your wedding day. So you're going to make sure that you look your absolute best on your wedding day. And the same is true with a tournament. You have to make sure your weight is right, your condition is right, your skills are at their highest level. So when that goal is in your mind, it's a really, 
really good motivator to get the best out of you. And like I said, partner that with the anxiety factor, I think it's tremendous. I think it's something that everybody should do. As a matter of fact, Kai and Riley are here with us and, and they're doing it again. Like Kai is doing it for a second time and Riley's doing it for the first time. And she's not like a super competitive kid. You know, Kai is. But what I need for both of them has nothing to do with winning and losing. I, you know, if, if Kai goes out and he loses his first match, he'll be upset, I'm sure, because of who he is competitive-wise. And he did win his first match last time, so I'm sure he anticipates winning his first match again. However, if he does lose his first match, I'm not upset, as long as he didn't let the fear cripple him. And it's the same thing for Riley, right? Riley, I signed Riley off for both jujitsu and kickboxing. And she's very new to kickboxing. But it's funny, she's a little more prevalent to throw her hands anyway. So I figured, hey, it's kind of right down her alley. But nonetheless, um, I signed her up for it. And she's been asking me quite a, bu a bunch as we lead into the tournament. Can you unsign me up for the tournament? Can you make it so I just do jujitsu? I don't want to do kickboxing. Or the next day, I don't want to do jujitsu. I just want to do kickboxing. Are you sure you can't unsign me up right. the whole way through? And it's, and I ask her, I'm like, why? Why don't you want to? I don't want to. Why? And then I'm like, it's because you're afraid, right? She's like, yeah. And but that's what I'm after. I need that feeling. And she and I talk. I've talked about it many times leading into the tournament about why that fear is such a good thing and how she has to learn how to make sure that that fear is not the boss. That's. That's to me, that's the biggest thing. If she goes out there and she loses a, a match, but she went out there and she gave it her all and she was competitive and she didn't let the fear beat her, she, I'm going to be so excited for her. I'm gonna, I know even if she loses the first match in both kickboxing and jiu-jitsu, if she's able to overcome the fear in six months to get her to do it again, will be very easy. And she'll probably do even better in six months. And that's what I anticipate from Kai. I think he'll do a little better than he did last time because I think last time he didn't quite know what to expect. He was in a much shorter training camp, wasn't as confident, so on and so forth. And I think all those things will, will go well for them. So, of course, do I think they're going to succeed? And do I hope they'll succeed? Yeah. But more importantly than that, I need them to face that fear. I, I need them to not be afraid of confrontation. I need them to not be afraid of all eyes on them. I need them to be confident enough to stand up on their own two feet in the scariest of situations. That's why I need them to do it. And it's one of the reasons I believe everybody should compete. Because the, the challenge champion, it's not like you're getting into an amateur kickboxing fight where people are punching and kicking you in the face. Or, um, you know, you could be training, you could be, you know, you could be working, uh, training your butt off as a hobbyist to fight somebody who is thinking about being a professional that's all they're thinking about day in day out all of our school competitors here and there's a special division for the guys who are like the pros the instructors the fighters like there's a special division for them everybody else is a hobbyist just like you so as a result you're getting the appropriate level of competition and it's safe like you're not going to get injured you know do freak stupid things happen yeah sure i had a kid years ago who threw a kick in kickboxing and he got caught up on the kid at like, I feel if he got caught in his belt or something. It was like one of those, like, you couldn't do it. If you tried a hundred times, you couldn't do it. And this kid, he threw a kick, got caught up on the other kid, hopped top, top, fell backwards, posted his hand back like he should never do, broke his wrist. But again, a completely freak accident that, that could have happened walking down the street. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a safe way to submit yourself to that pressure. 
But it's so much more than that. It's a day for our students in Tiger Shulman's to see just how big the Tiger Shulman's organization is, to get a really big feel for just how how much there is to the organization. And the camaraderie that day is unbelievable, where you see people from all different schools and you know, walking together. Like, it's great when it's one of the things that I, I do kind of pride myself on is we, we, have, we have a lot of, of camaraderie among my school where like one of the dads gets shirts made up for the parents every single year. And um, he's all about it. Like he, him and a bunch of other parents, they'll follow competitors ring to ring. And there'll be a crowd of like 20 or 30 people all cheering each other on. And it's great to see that camaraderie between our school. But then what's nice is the way that camaraderie grows through the Tiger Shulman's organization. As people like go up and, oh my God, that is Tiger Shulman. They'll go take a picture with him or they'll meet other fighters, you know, the Tiger Shulman's fighters, or they'll meet kids around their age and size. And, oh, you know, we competed, but where do you train? Oh, you, you train kind of close to me. We should like get together and train every once in a while. And I think that's a beautiful thing, a really beautiful part of the tournament experience. I, and it's a day for our students to really stand on their own two feet. It's one of the things I love the absolute most. Because when a kid's in class, they're leaning on their partner and they're leaning on their instructor. And that's not to say that they're not doing the work themselves. They certainly are. 100% they're doing the work themselves. But they're in their own element, their own school, where they're safe. Mom and dad are right there. They're with their training partners that they know. They're with their uh, with their instructors that they know. They're completely in their element. This is something they don't have to rise to because they do it week in, week out. But then, flip the script, they're at the tournament. Now they're with an instructor they don't know, with a training par partner or someone they're competing against that they don't know, in an environment that they don't know. And I think what happens in the face of that is such a huge deal. I think it's tremendous. I think having kids able to deal with that, to deal with that moment of adversity, is such a beautiful thing. Like, for them to stand completely on their own, where there's no instructor reminding them to keep their hands up, there's no instructor reminding them, aim for this spot or this spot or try this move or that move, right? There's no, there isn't the safety of their, of their training partner who they know what they're good at already so they know how to work on around it. No, it's completely, it's completely out of their element and they have to be able to stand on their own two feet, which is yet another reason that I believe that everybody should compete because you get to see what you do in that environment on your own two feet. And, you know, we as instructors get the ability to create some beautiful moments for these people, to help them create some beautiful moments. Like I did a bunch of COCs and it was funny, since Stan was talking about it today, when he was, we had our meeting, he was talking about how, you know, all the staff that are be doing, doing these events, all of us have done many, many COCs through the years. And as such, we all have a certain amount of really positive memories from COC, from, from all the times that we competed. Maybe not every experience or every memory is 100% positive, but more importantly, we all have some kind of positive memory from the Challenge Champions some ways, somewhere. So because we all have that positive memory, he's like, don't forget those positive memories. 
and more importantly, realize that Sunday is an opportunity for us to help these students that we're going to interact with that day, for us to help them create some of their own beautiful memories, which to me is a beautiful moment in and of itself. There's so many reasons that a person should compete and so few that they shouldn't especially a tournament of the challenge champions and there's so many reasons that it's such a great day in my eyes and i'm i'm looking forward to being on quote unquote the other end of the table where i get to you know watch kai and riley compete and i really hope that fear is not too much of a factor for them um i hope they're able to rise to the occasion quite a bit uh, but more importantly i hope they're able to conquer the fear that's the biggest thing that's the biggest thing by far so if you guys are competing this Sunday, good luck. I'll see you guys there. I'll be in Ring 17 all day. You guys will be able to find me, right? unless I'm out watching Kaya Riley. Uh, other than that, enjoy the whole experience. You'll be able to see more about the Channel Champions on, on social media, so make sure you guys tune in there. Uh, but that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you guys can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find everywhere I'm on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli, S-E-N-S-E-I-L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. You can find Flex Fights there. You can find uh, uh, my all my social media there, school contact information. You can find a whole bunch of other stuff. Sponsors is there. Sponsorship opportunities still available, by the way. You can also find the link to the online food drive that we have going on right now through the middle of December. So please make sure you guys get on there and donate, uh, help support needy families around Long Island. Um, with that in mind, as far as my school, tskSmithtown.com. Make sure that you guys head over to find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Twitter, Instagram, at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. Make sure that you guys find Sensei's Weekly Mindset on Instagram. Like I said, sponsorship opportunities are available. If you're interested, hit me up any of the ways that I mentioned. I'd love to work with new sponsors. Uh, make sure also that you guys uh, leave a rate and review. It just helps. Make sure that you guys subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. Don't miss a one. Catch up as soon as you need. And of course, make sure that you guys share the podcast. It's the only form of advertising I have. So I very much appreciate it when I see you do it. Thank you very much for that. So until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.